Hello, Blindspot fans, and welcome back to the AfterBuzz TV Blindspot After Show. Tonight we are covering Episode 3, Hero Fears Imminent Rot, and we will see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I have no regrets. You I never adore this do. song. I, I know. Choosing music I mean, you is say the fun that, part of this. You say that every week. It's like the only one you should regret is last week. I do not regret the you Oregon should. Trail last week. I do not regret you dropped a bomb on me this week. I'm a little shameless when it comes to opening music choices, but we have fun here. We do. We, we really do. do. Welcome back to the Blind Spot After Show, you guys. We are in, we are well into season two at episode three, Hero Fears Imminent Rot. I have with me Gabriel. How are you doing tonight, you wonderful human being? Oh, thank you, Katie. I'm doing great. As always, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. And check out my profile. You can see the videos I did with Brielle Galakovic of the Gilded Bellini, all pinned to my profile. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have the hashtag ABTV Blindspot. We have the live chat. If you guys have anything fun to say, if you saw this episode and you want to talk about it, throw your comments in the hashtag, throw your comments in the live chat, and we, you may well get a shout out. For sure. This was one hell of an episode. It was a fun one. I think it, it had two storylines that felt really separate, but then by the time they all started crossing over, they do a lot of double meaning in their discussions and scenes. Yeah. It was very interesting to watch it all unfold. Well, and you know it's going to be an interesting episode when they end the procedural and still have 12 and a half minutes right. of airtime to go. I'm watching this on Hulu and it doesn't count commercials, so it's like, okay, so this is a... Why do we still have that much time left in the progress bar? What are we doing? And then it turns into, tell me about the rabbits, Roman. The, I mean, usually when that happens, it's like, oh, man, one of them's not going to make it to, you know, this is where one of our people says goodbye. When it's like, okay, they're done early, it's like, uh-oh. Oh, not this early in the season. Eh, you never know. When I we mean, get into that the... Weller guy isn't that important. <laughs> <laughs> He Just was so kidding. unimportant that we got him out of an episode. He got him out of the hospital after only having an exactly. episode. That's a guy who they can replace around here. <laughs> oh my god! Like that girl with all the tattoos. She's not that important. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of show, isn't it? It always is. Come on now. We yeah, okay, it's been point. three weeks now. Come on now. We know this point. So yeah, let's let's talk about the procedural side of things first. Let's sure. um let's talk about this. We. Start with, and I kind of want to know what this person was talking about, because we start with zooming in on someone whom you know is going to die, getting into a taxi, talking about something that wasn't above board but was still under the radar, and then the taxi explodes, because it's been bombed. Yep. And it turns out that we have bombers that are, uh, connect that Jane's tattoo on her back, I believe it was, show this. They are using dime bombs, which I wrote this down, dense inert metal explosives. Right. That's which speaking a lot of Patterson right there. <laughs> well, it's kind of a very technical show sometimes. It is. <laughs> and they're doing bombings essentially all over the city. And what, what I thought was hysterical about this, and this is something or this is this wouldn't have worked in the nineties in a show, but I love that they did that, is that they tweet out on an anonymous account, this is for so-and-so, date and time. This is for so-and-so, date and time. It's like, so you got caught because Patterson hacked your tweet deck. 
I, I love mean, it. sometimes it's just that simple. I actually find it more clever. Why do they call it a dime bomb? And they showed, you know, the three different plants. You know, where's the only place that they're found? It's on the American on, dime. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God, that's some, you know, it's been in my pocket all my life. And I didn't know that. I mean, I'm never going to use that information again. But still, that was really cool. <laughs> Well, that, that was the uh, tattoo connection. Yeah. And then it was on a shape that was the shape of the island of Vieques, yes. which is evidently where the Navy used to test nuclear weapons. And then according to the show, supposedly stopped and is still testing weapons under the table, which, you know, is just peachy keen for everyone involved because it's an inhabited island. Right. I found it a little funnier that Patterson thought she had the last word like she did in the last episode. And then Nas comes in. It's like, um, once again, she knew a little bit more. And, you know, I found it very interesting how Patterson just really let it go this episode after last week. It was kind of like, okay, you got to stop that. I mean, I can understand why she'd be frustrated at continually being shown up because she's used to being the Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline person with all the information like, in the room. and then we've introduced this other person it's like just by position of by virtue of her position she has more information than everyone else so it's just like okay i get that there's an upheaval but it, I, I was just annoyed with Nas this episode you know she's one of those characters this episode in particular just the way they're really starting to play off each other now that they're getting more comfortable with each other and for Nas, that different side, you think she's just kind of content to be in the background, but then she has that breakout scene at the end of the procedural, and it's like, you really don't know exactly what you're going to get with her. And I think that makes this, that makes her character so interesting. Oh, yeah. And it's just a lot of fun, because just when you think, ah, eh, she's just content to be like that mastermind plotting, <laughs> no, she gets in there, you know, you want it done right, you do it yourself, and it's like, whoo. Well, and I can see where she's coming from. She has her own way of doing things. She has her own philosophy. She knows what she wants to do and yeah. what needs to be accomplished. But she's not... She and uh, Weller haven't gelled yet. And I think we are going to have a good chunk of time and potentially a disaster on our hands before that happens, before they manage to figure each other out and come to a compromise. Because you have two people, two leaders with very, very different leadership styles co-leading a team. And this is a team that Weller has known. He's known uh, Zapata and Patterson and Reed for probably years at this yeah. point. And he's known Jane for eight months, a year. Yeah. Not super I long. mean, it's That's... been a very eventful year. Very. See season one now. But... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Available yeah. on DVD and iTunes. <laughs> right. No, Wherever but, um, shows are sold. Certainly, though, I think it's going to be very interesting. They're two very alpha personalities, so seeing them, one of them has to take a back seat for the good of the team because you just can't have two people who are going to want to go in separate directions being the ones calling the shots. And... Weller should be the guy in charge. Nas looks like she is going to be the one in charge. We really got to figure that out. 
I disagree that one of them needs to take a back seat. I think that once they get to know each other a little better, they will be able to co-lead effectively. But until then, we are going to get a lot of issues like this. Because we have Weller, who comes down a little more on the human side of things, worried about Jane being able to function, wanting to talk to this bomber and to talk him down from things. And we have Nas, who is ruthless practicality. You need to do what you need to do. You cannot blow your cover. You have to do what needs to be done. Just, yeah. Well, I find it crazy to have a connection. You know, there's another, I'm on the Quantico after show, and they do a lot of FBI versus CIA and how they train them. And it's a lot of the same things, ironically, FBI being more reactive, whereas the CIA proactive. And we're really seeing, I think these theories also play out here on Blind Spot, which makes it really fun because it's like, well, at what point is the team going to have to also adapt to like, hey, they might have to go against some of the things they're used to doing in order to really coexist with Nas effectively. And I think that's something we might explore. Well, and I think it's also a matter of Nas understanding that this team has been doing this for a good long while and that she's the new person in there. And there will eventually be adjustments to accommodate her, but she can't expect everyone to change everything they've done for her. Why does that sound so familiar on the Blind Spot after show? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different when there's only two of us. Can we zoom right. the chat out just a little bit, please? Thank uh, you. Quantico, what are you? Ivan Soto, that's a good <laughs> show, man. You don't know what you're missing. Oh, no, I just want to be able to see more than two people at a time. Yeah, and yeah. anagrams. Uh, oh, I like that one. Miranda, that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, according to Miranda Darcy in the chat, the first anagram is nothing is more dangerous. The second is they invoke fear. And I don't think any of us have the third one. The problem with trying to prepare and get the anagrams before you've seen the episode is if you Google things, they either give you the season one anagrams or they give you episode spoilers. So it's it's kind of a problem either way. I think we just got to search for them right before we do the after show when we're not going to be spoilered yeah. by anything. I By just, the way, all those smart people on Tumblr and all that with all the anagrams, it's like, they are smarter than we are, and we're here. <laughs> Tumblr is a pretty good think tank when they come together and they put their minds to it and they use their powers for good. It is. It's there like, is a dark side. Tumblr's like the force. It all depends on how you use it. <laughs> when you and think you're are. talking to a Jedi, then, you know, you're that new one from the Star Wars And then it's Awakens. like, oh God, you're a super Hulok fan. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But back to Blind Spot. Back to Blind Spot. <laughs> if anyone has a site that has all of the anagrams for seasons one and two that updates, if you guys can throw that in Twitter with the hashtag ABTV Blind Spot, that would be super great of you and I would adore you forever. Yeah. Make my life so much easier. And certainly, all the super fans, please feel free to tweet those out at us. I mean, I'm always impressed when it's like, you know, I feel like I do a lot of homework, like, hey, read it, what's going on? And then the fans are the ones who come up with, like, oh, my God, it was this, this, this. And it's like, like you guys make me make sure I'm on top of my game. So definitely tweet those things out at us. We love it. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely want to see your theories. Yeah. As long as it's just not, I think this person's the mole and nothing else. Guys, well, I, mean, they I love do you. They throw out some interesting people in those theories, I'm just going to say. <laughs> they do, they do, but show your work. We, we, we talked a little bit about how I'm really tired of guessing identities of people at this point, and Arrow burned me out on that, not even going to lie. 
I mean, I did two murder mysteries. This is like what I do. Who killed this person? Who killed that person? It's like, this is what we do. If you have a good reason why that taxi driver was the mole, let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I really want to hear why that poor dead taxi driver was totally the mole. Yes. I am down. Give me your best crazy theory for that. I would absolutely love it. But back to the bombers who sure. killed that poor dead taxi driver. Right. Turns out that we have one Jose Perez and one Daryl Alomar, who are from Vieques and lost their entire families to various diseases and whatnot caused by the weapons testing. This is all just tragedy, one right after another. And I love that we had that little scene in the inner room with just the two of them, with Jose saying, we need to finish what we started, we need to do it for these people, and Daryl going, are, are we sure? I mean, we've heard a lot of people already. And then Jose getting killed because Jane didn't listen and went after Daryl instead of waiting for backup. Mm -hmm. And then Daryl being the one to carry on with the suicide bomb and with the uh, periscope link and basically skip to the... 10th or final step in their plan right so i i found that really interesting and i loved that we had those meal those mealmans <laughs> those moments that humanized our villains quote-unquote of the piece i actually would have liked more of that i think that in terms of how they did the attack i think it felt very 2016 in terms of you know, if you're going to brag about it, you are going to social media, you are going to Twitter, you are going to Periscope. And that is, I think, a new thing that's really new to TV when you're looking at uh, situations like these. But for me, apart from what is that, maybe two minutes, if they felt so one dimensional, like, oh, we've been hurt and we're going to destroy New York City. I mean, I just want my bad guys to have a little more substance, especially when... To be honest, we're so worried and concerned about Shepard, Roman, and the agents they have with them on that side that these two guys who are just really angry at the end of the day just didn't feel fleshed out enough for me. And that was something I struggled with. I get what you're saying, and I think the Weller scene at the end certainly helped a lot in terms of taking the right steps, but I think there just weren't enough. I mean, I get your point, but the flip side of that is they weren't the important people in this episode. True. And I would say that here are my reasons for doing it. Just because it's something that we've seen before, they've been horribly wronged by the government. They want to take revenge on that. They want the people in charge to be, you know, taken down and put in prison. They want an apology from the commander in chief that just because we've seen it before doesn't make it any less human. Like, I'd, I'd still buy it. And again, you don't spend a lot of time fleshing out these characters who are very much a means to an end. Because this is our procedural, because we need to have a procedural half of the episode. And it's not terribly important what they're doing. What's important is the tattoo. What's important is Weller and Nas not working together as well as they should. What's important is Reed and Zapata trying to figure out what's going on. What's important is Jane not being on her game because she's so shaken from what Sandstorm did to her earlier. The bombing plot was a framing device for the important characters. So I appreciate that they took that little moment to humanize them for us, yeah. but that was definitely not the focus. I can see where you're coming from, and I think maybe what I'm looking at is when you see some of our other, um, you know, villains throughout the season and season one is that they sometimes have that just 
effect after their episode, especially Reed is the most extreme example, obviously. But just that's where we really see the growth in the characters. You know, they don't necessarily always grow, you know, just Jane and Weller being around each other, for example. It's how are they personally affected after what they're, they go through in each procedural. And I feel like when you have that... You feel so invested and you feel it feels so earned when they do finally have that change and they do something drastic out of character because you feel like you saw the steps and you felt it with them. Whereas when you have these maybe more one-dimensional villains, it's like, that shouldn't have bothered Jane, but we're going to have the flashback that makes her think about doing things against the government for the greater good, hypothetically. That's, I think, where I'm coming from and I think that's what I'm missing because they do it so well in other episodes, too. Well, Jane is, at the moment and throughout the series, in such a unique position and so messed up that, to me, it's not improbable that she just went through this today. She's been dealing with this for a good long while. She was tortured for three months before this. And that getting thrown into this situation triggers those flashbacks and makes her doubt herself. Like, I'm down. I completely buy that. You you never know what's going to set you off. I think... No, definitely to your point, I do think so. And I think we are still... It feels a little rushed right now. I almost want them to slow it down. But I do agree that we're starting to see just parts of Jane's psyche unravel, her moral compass, as Borden put it. Maybe it's starting not to veer north. It's starting to wiggle a little bit. I think we're going to see. I mean, I know it's only episode three. We got to wait and see. You know, she's not going to go full dark side or full whatever, (laughs) you know, for a while, if that's the case. But... Certainly, we're starting to see it. Well, and this is not a show that takes its time, so let's let's talk about Jane's half of things. Sure. Because Jane went through several flavors of hell this episode. So, for one, injected and kidnapped by her brother, and I love the. Have you not heard of a blindfold? Right. Like, seriously, can 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 we just? Well, I mean, just old school like mobster movie, like, huh? And then, you you know, they were in the trunk the whole time. Oh, that's actually a really good way to give someone a concussion. If you hit someone hard enough to knock them out, they're going to have some form of brain damage, even if it's very minor. Have you seen the kind of stuff that happens to Jane on this show? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's my thing. It's like, let's be honest, they could have done that to her on this show and we would have rolled with it. But I don't you know, have I'm, a point. I'm just if, we're getting, if we're bringing it back to earth, yes, though you are correct. Knockouts will do that to you. Yeah, if you for hit more on that, hard see me on the UFC out. after show. <laughs> <laughs> if you hit someone hard enough to knock them out, they are—they're not just going to wake up and be fine. They're going to have right. some problems, and they needed Jane functional, so the sedative makes sense. So she gets brought back into Sandstorm, gets brought to see Shepard, and the long and very short of it is the drugs changed you, and we need to make sure that we can still trust you to do your job, so go kill a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Okay, mom. <laughs> yeah, like, Who great, <laughs> perfect. And it's... yeah, the guy's name is Jeffrey Cantor. Cantor. He was evidently in an aeronautics industry. Yeah. And they needed him to drop off a microchip, and he never provided it because Jane was his handler, and Jane went missing, and so he freaked out. Right. And so and they he co- was in love with Jane. Oh yeah, which... everyone's in love with Jane. Let's be real. And I so... mean, all those tattoos. Not just kidding. She didn't <laughs> oh, have she them didn't at the time. Hey. So hey, he loved her for who she really was. She's Jamie <laughs> Alexander. I mean, how can you not? Nice. No, so, true. so they go to see him. 
And he locks himself in his safe room and basically goes, nope, no, no, none of this. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. No, I, I think I found it's it crazy. It's like just, short. you know, randomly, you know, it's like he's got a whole high tech panic room. You see it fully stocked with all those bottles. And I was like, I actually wanted them to explore that more because I thought, well, this is going to be very interesting. You know, it's not going to be something they crack into. So I actually thought that. She might spend most of the episode trying to get him out and go through a bit of soul searching in order to do that. But they actually took it a different route. So I'm hoping that for whatever reason, Jane finds a way to be able to use that panic room again, because I felt like it was just so underutilized. I feel like that's something that's probably not going to come back. Because a, a lot of people, especially a lot of better off people, do have panic rooms in that just in case sort of fashion. So... With him being able to, uh, knowing that his boss was killed so he could get the promote. Actually, we don't know if he knew that his boss was killed. But he knows his mm -hmm. boss is dead and ain't coming back. And he's definitely working with this shady organization that wants him to uh, bring technology out of his company and pass it off to them. Like, he knows he's doing things very much under the table. He knows it's a very dangerous life. And if he was paranoid to begin with, why wouldn't he build a panic room? For situations like this to protect himself if something goes wrong and the organization comes after him. It's very true. I I'd think say with the means and the motive, it makes perfect sense. I guess it, it just looks so cool. I hate to say it for such a, say it so, you know, juvenile reason, but it's like, it just looked amazing. You got to use right? it more. You just have to use something like that more. Where if you're going to introduce it, you know, it's like, come on. But I think it's a very important to note that, um... Essentially, in Jeffrey, we saw someone, in a way, we, that we're assuming will be Jane later on, and that, you know, I don't know if I could keep doing this in terms of, you know, putting on a front for the shepherd and just everything going on with Sandstorm. And she kind of almost has to give the reasons why she would, assuming, later have to talk herself out of it. And I think that's like, okay, we're laying down the seeds, you know, they're going to grow into some healthy plants, but... We're really starting to see it. They're really pushing us with that. And it really made sense in this episode. I mean, it was almost like too obvious. Like, look at this, you know, from the, you know, blind spot writers. But okay, I'm seeing it. And it's making a lot of sense right now. So you're seeing them lay down some parallelism for the future. Then. Yes, that is so well put. All right. Thank I you. actually saw it as more of a look into her past. Really? Like, Oh. This, you recruited him, you were his handler, he's in love with you, he recognizes you, you were able to coax him out. Like, this is all stuff that she had done before and had to go back to. So I kind of saw this as, here is a reminder of the person you used to be, are you going to take that going forward? The difference mm -hmm. between, we need you to be that person again, and we need you to be someone completely different, being mm -hmm. pulled out from two different sides. So I, it works for both, actually, and I love that it's that versatile. But she yeah. lures him out with a nice little speech about you're not living a double life. You're becoming who you need to be. And we still need you. And we need you to do this. And we can come to a solution that doesn't require killing. And he comes out. And Roman knocks him out. That was a nice little speech. We're going to go kill him anyway. I mean, let's be honest. We wanted someone, you know, no holds barred, bloodthirsty, willing to get things done. And we have that kind of force on blind spot and i think that's exactly what's making him such a fan favorite character right now mm -hmm. is that you want to see just how far is this guy gonna go well 
well, there's that. And it was interesting to watch the two different sides, especially when they have him set up in the forest and going, no, you need to kill him. And her arguing, we need the chip. We need to put him back into play. He's seen this. He knows what we can do. He'd be an idiot to betray us. Hey, you got a really good point. But that was absolutely not the point of the mission. And all these speeches about the ends justifying the means. So what if we've killed a few innocents? So what if a few innocent people got in the crossfire? Almost everyone else we've killed, they needed to be killed. It's for the greater good. I like I got a lot I, of the I, greater good here. You know, I like the way that was done, though, because I feel like they were going to go to a very just overly done escape device that, oh, she's going to be like, we can't kill him. We still need him to do something. And that was going to be how she, you know pleases the villains while still not while getting away with not saving the guy so i was glad that we saw that because i think you know they went against what we thought was going to happen especially the way jamie alexander delivered that line like you Mm -hmm. know she's got that convincing look and obviously like you just said roman took care of business but i just like the way it was done because it's like you know what we're not gonna go to the things that you're probably familiar with. We're going to give you some surprises. And that's exactly what a show with this many mysteries needs to pack in each episode to keep you keep the pace going, keep you going. And it delivered. Well, Sandstorm has made it very, very clear that they want Jane as she used to be. They want Remy back. But they wiped out Remy when they wiped out her memories. And Jane, having been under the influence of the FBI, having been around Kurt, having believed that she was Taylor Shaw, is now a different person. And so this whole, we need you back exactly as you were, isn't going to work anymore because she has a different way of doing things, because she has a different point of view, and because she doesn't have, she, wow. She has the physical memory? She yes. has the I'm I'm missing the word for it. The reaction. No, I the, hear what you mean. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean. Yes, like when if you lose all, like they say, someone like completely lost their memory, but they have the shoe untied. They un like the body just knows yeah. how to tie it. There's a yeah. name for that too. I cannot remember. Chat, help us out. What's the name for that? Yes, the the, the physical memories. The body remembers what the mind forgets. But so. even in that case, the mind still doesn't remember parents being killed and being brought up in a state orphanage and taught to murder and then being brought to like she and still having doesn't pet have... rabbits that apparently you were ruthless to and things yeah. like that she still has the instinct she still has the training but she doesn't have all of those memories and she's building new ones in their stead so even if she gets all of those memories back the new ones that she has are still going to color them She's never going to be quite the same person. Muscle memory. Thank you, Lady Athena. Thank I like you. you. You're good. There's some more tech. Okay, yes, that yeah. is correct. That's the layman's term. But I know there was like, uh, I was a big fan of House, and I know they explored that issue yeah. once. I know. I think that was the one you were looking for. But yes, yes. muscle memory. I'm down. On, I'm down with muscle memory. <laughs> yes, I'll roll with that too. By the way, yeah. on this note of you know becoming a different person, forgetting certain things, but building new memories. Are you sure you're talking about Jane or are you talking about Reed? Oh my God, poor Reed. Poor Reed. I feel so bad for him. You know, I 
I like that because so, we're so much more invested in Reed this season because of it. I mean, he was... I was uh, invested in Reed last season. I, I mean, but even stronger like now, guy. you know. Like, every now and then, I worry because Patterson, we love her because she's so adorable. Jane and Weller are Jane and Weller that sometimes you worry about Tasha and Reed getting lost in the fold. And this season, there's so much more front and center. There's so much more tight in, and I'm loving this storyline. Well, I mean, last season we had Tasha and the string of bad decisions and the uh, gambling debts. And we had, towards the latter half of the season, Reed and being blackmailed and being told to get off the case. So it was still there, but you're right, it wasn't as deep. This is a very deep personal trauma that was set up last season. And I loved his talk with Dr. Borden about it. Mm -hmm. Well, we have at least two minutes, so let's talk about this. And likening it to a root canal. Like, you can ignore it and still kind of function, but eventually it's going to implode and you're better off just taking care of it, even though it's going to hurt a lot. So that is eventually going to come to a head. Of course. Don't know how, don't know when, but it is not going to be pretty. Yes, and obviously, you know, it is blind spot is going to happen. They're going to need Reed to be on top of his game, but he's going to be losing it, so... We know that that in some way is going to manifest itself, but exactly how, obviously, we don't know. That's why we watch every week. Yeah, so right now, Zapata's the stable one. She is. Which is weird. And she's okay shooting at her teammates. How about that? That's not usually a role that you would give to Zapata. Now, I do got to say this, though, because I feel like with all the way, just as forces on the show, you have Weller, you have Roman, and... I think the obvious one they're pushing is like, well, they're going to come to a confrontation, quote unquote, over Jane at a certain point for different reasons. But I actually, seeing her lately, I want to see Zapata versus Roman. Oh, my God. I feel like that (laughs) is so much more fun than Weller versus Roman. I would watch that TV program. Oh, my God. Roman would not make it out of there alive. Yes. Zapata like, would just like, yeah, I don't destroy care you, him. Yes, I don't care if you cut open your rabbit. Come on, homeboy. That's <laughs> like, what I want to see. That's great, and I know you're a stone-cold killer, but honey, honey, <laughs> uh-uh. Which is why it has hey, to that, be Weller that and Roman. right there don't play. <laughs> which is, which is kind of why it has to be Weller and Roman and the way they're setting it up, and it's yeah. going to be this. And it's like, well, I'm her brother, well, I'm her friend, and I care about her, this and that and the other. But yeah, oh my god, if you squared Roman off with Zapata, Roman would not walk out of that. (laughs) And then Reed tries to jump in. Thank you for that image. But then Reed tries to jump in, but Zapata's like, I got this. Handle your stuff. (laughs) Hold my flower. Hold his flower, baby. Kick his ass, baby. I got your flower. It's like, hold my earrings, Reed. (laughs) It would just hold my flower. Roman would, but no, he wouldn't. You know, he would think he's all that, but just like his mom told him he's making mistakes, another woman would come in and handle business. I don't even think it's just another woman. I think it's Zapata specifically. The level of done that she is right now. Just like, nope, nope, not going to happen. Yeah, but I do think, you know, not to say that Zapata just, as if Zapata was Zapato, not an actual shoe, but you guys know what I mean, she would still beat down Roman. I think that's just her personality. Mm -hmm. But also something we're seeing a pattern of, for as, you know, very calculating and cold as Roman can sometimes be, he seems to be very manipulated so far by the females in his life. He kind of 
it's like he can be very just uh what's the word objective with so many other things but when it comes to jane or his mom and shepherd it's like okay i'm not gonna i'm gonna listen to shepherd when she says don't go to jane don't try to save her don't try to be around her you know you gotta give her space and he is so dead set before that and then obviously the things he's willing to do to bend the rules for remy i think that's gonna be something that one of them is going to take advantage of down the stretch. Yeah, he's he's but he's had Jane all his life. Jane is his sister. Jane survived their parents getting killed. Jane went through all of his training with him, all of everything. He's basically had Jane his whole life through all of the terrible things that have happened to the two of them. They've survived and stuck together. And then it was, no, you, you're going to have your memories wiped and you're going to do this. And this was part of her plan. And she was the architect and she volunteered to go under and he essentially lost his sister so for one he's going to be overprotective of her because well she doesn't remember everything and you know she's still my sister and i want her back and it's this but his gaping training, hole in his life that he wants to fill but his training is supposed to have like you know just like when nas said you have to do whatever it takes to keep your cover in much the same way you have to do what you're supposed to in order for the plan to be successful and that includes letting them handle business and doing just what has to be done regardless of how hard it is and i think that's what's getting more interesting to see just how many times that happens with roman so far everyone has a point where they will make a choice there's there will always be we'll choose a mission i'll choose the mission i'll choose the mission until it comes to making a choice between the mission and my sister at which point my sister takes priority. And that's, I think, going to be a big deal for Roman later on. I mean, I throw this out there way in the future predictions. At some point, he will be tasked with taking her down. And we are going to see Roman's breaking point then because the mission or my sister. And it's very hard for him to tell where his loyalties lie when those two diverge. Because they've been convergent and the same for so long. That's like, Certainly. yeah, the mission and my sister. Same thing. Now it's like, oh. um. Now how, what are you going to do? So he will absolutely choose his sister over the mission so, at this point, telling himself that that's the freebie. She needed a little more time, but he's going to yeah. gut her rabbit if she doesn't get her act together. Yes. Rabbit named Weller. <laughs> yep we all know that i wish it was, didn't feel so predictable which is why i want the sapata roman showdown but certainly all the signs are pointing in that direction yeah by the way weller handled business taking care of that case i mean obviously you know nas kind of took the wind out of his sails but he was doing a great job he as really they said was. mayfair would be proud again it's it's the human side versus the pragmatic side they yes. have two very different ways of approaching it and We'll need to see them work that out at some point, or right. they will fall apart. Yes. And now, that's the last thing they need right now. Now, here's a question before we leave, Weller. Do you think, um, I feel like it's a very obvious thing that he will say yes, but do you believe that he will choose to be part of his child's life? I think so. Yeah. He had that nice little moment when he was talking to Daryl. I, I think that in some capacity, he will choose to be a part of his child's life. Imagine Zapata or Patterson babysitting for Weller. Oh, I mean, Patterson, that would be, no. that'd be kind of cool. We, I, I, we Patterson to... would be the cool one, like buying a little mini like wizard hat or something and putting it on. 
We need to talk about Patterson. Yes. Oh my God, we need to talk about Patterson and Borden. And I just, someone in chat brought it up a little while ago, and I can't remember who because that was a good chunk of time ago. But um, uh, Borden just talking about, I'm a psychiatrist, I know when someone's blowing me off. And Patterson calling it a friend meeting instead of a date. I mean, you know, it's Patterson. There's going to be that awkwardness. I mean, she's not good at dating, period. And it's been a while since she's been on the dating scene. She had a very committed, I think, live-in boyfriend. And then season one happened. (laughs) Russian spies. Russian spies. Right? That was a sad one for Patterson. Oh, that still hurts. That still hurts. But I I think, you know, they just played very true to character. Oh, I would be remiss. I made sure I wrote it down. I love that interaction with Zapata and Patterson early on where Zapata asks, it's like, are you coming to trivia night? And when Patterson says no, she's like, who's going to handle science and pop culture? And Patterson's like, read. And Zapata's like, we're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you have I your trivia team, you, you have people to specialize and if you're down a member, you're hosed in yes, those especially categories. Where, like Patterson is like having the wild card on you, you know, in your hand all the time. It's like you know what? Send in, you know, Babe Ruth, you know, Mariano Rivera. Well, she's she probably wouldn't have like the lit questions or sports tri- so? or like okay, sports not trivia. Gonna, that's why you got Weller and Reed. Exactly. Exactly. You 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 want your team. Everyone specializes, and you all work really well What's together. Zapata's, um specialty on the team oh i don't know it is so operas. <laughs> actually hers would probably be sports you think so oh, i feel I like that's so. what they would go to read for she Easy. she you get, think both she bet on a lot of games oh, she, that's true she would that's have true. to know sports in order that's true you would think she would know sports in order to play the odds um yeah <laughs> gambling so. be careful about it yeah. But yes, I, I love their little date. I love their hilariously awkward little makeout session. I love right? their, I'm really bad at this. I'm really bad at this too. Let's kiss anyway. I know, right? And just the little It's, like, it's bit... that nerd love. It's so adorable. It's adorkable. Yes. Yes. And watching Borden speak Arabic on the phone and then turn around and deny that he was speaking Arabic. Like, I watch with mm. subtitles, and the subtitles <laughs> definitely had the little parenthetical that said speaking Arabic. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay. So it was a little weird that he denied it, especially since later it was like, yeah, I was speaking Arabic. I also speak French. Well, part of the the initial denial was weird. I guess part of that is that what we're being led to is when you see how, like I said, adorkable her and um, Borden are and you think of the idea of the mole, one is could betray the other. I mean, we don't want it to be Patterson, but let's, you know, no one is safe or off the list yet. So when you introduce that, it being one of them after they're looking, everyone is so much more charming. And I feel like so much more invested this season in so many of the characters that it's like introducing that element. It's making everything more tense when they're interacting with each other. And I think that's what that was supposed to hint at. And it's like, I don't want that to happen to, you know. Hatterin? Is that a good enough ship name? Yeah. Oh, we need a better one. I, I By just... the way, to the fans who hashtag Patterisms, guys rock. <laughs> you guys are pretty wonderful. I just think that, no, I don't speak Arabic. Of course I don't speak Arabic. For a show that has been very, very good at little tiny clues everywhere and the overall Xanatos gambit, if that was meant to be foreshadowing, it was very clumsy. Right. 
So, yeah. So, yeah. By the way, that part where Reed and Spada shot the bomb, that was very... Uh, oh, my God, that was, that was great. Different. That was different. I was like, you know, that's a new one. I haven't seen that on TV before. <laughs> I love that. Concussive impact. Don't try this at home, kids. Don't try this ever, kids. Especially right? if you're kids. Kids should not have yes. guns. So, yeah, that was... Do you have any final thoughts on this episode? You know what? Just uh, I found it very fun that we still found a way to incorporate one more tattoo... We got plenty of Patterson. We got a lot of characters moving. You know, another good episode. Like it. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. This one, this was, I was going to say, this was an absolute blast. And then I went, oh. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> not actually intentional, but still. Uh, we're running a little short on time. Before we go into predictions, I want to talk to you guys real quick about iTunes. Thank you so much to everyone who has left a comment and who has subscribed and who has left a rating. You guys are wonderful and we adore you. If you like the show, if you want to keep us on the air, the best thing you can do, go to iTunes, search Blindspot After Buzz TV. We will be the first thing that shows up. Uh, like, uh, like, like. That's on YouTube. You can like the videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. too. It's pretty great. Uh, subscribe, rate, leave a comment. All that fun stuff, because our producers here do go onto iTunes and they do they say, do. "Okay, do people like this show?" Well, they left a lot of ratings and they left a lot of comments saying yes. So, um, yeah, they like this show. Let's keep it on the schedule. So, if you want to keep us on the air, that is the best thing you can do to help us. Also, we have new reviews. Oh, I love we it. We have what uh, season two after Buzz Blind Spotters from Nature Girl eighty. Great first show. Can't wait to see your discussion of the dysfunctional family going on between Shepard and Roman. Uh, Trust your... me, you'll get that. Oh, yeah, so much. <laughs> do yourself a favor and listen by Yitbos79. Katie huh. and Gabriel are fantastic and have great chemistry. I listen to the podcast while working, and it sure makes the time pass more quickly. I enjoy listening every week, and I'm bummed when the show isn't on. Keep doing what you're doing. On a bigger note, I love AfterBuzz TV in general. My podcast list is full with ABTV podcasts this time of year. Just love it. And we love you. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Loving it by R Cruise one uh, thanks for doing this after show. Y'all do such a great job. I'm excited to see where this season is going. Keep up the good work. Thank and you. Love this podcast by Declan's Mommy. My husband and I are huge fan of the shows, but I love my NYC commute on the train. Sorry, guys. The day after when I get to nerd out and listen to you break it all down and discuss everything. <laughs> I'm dying for next week and the possible assassination. This was left. La- this was a review from last week. Thank you guys so, so, so much for reviewing. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. You will get a shout out on the air. We are pretty much out of time, so super quick predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. We had a really nice little trailer at the end there. We have a traitor in the organization. She's obtaining nuclear materials. That combat choreography from what we saw looked amazing. Yes, so obviously you know, Jane is gonna lose round one, but she's gonna win the fight. That's my prediction. Of course. Um, more patter, patterin you know, stuff, and I think Borderson, we're gonna get... I think they yes. called it in chat. Borderson. Borderson. I love it, and you know what? Um, Weller's gonna be in, he's gonna trust one of his teammates and have their input on just his situation. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things where we've never seen this person before, but obviously they're in the agency. And honestly, I'm just really looking forward to this fight choreography. It looks so good. Yes. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Gabriel, where can the people find you? Yeah, as always, you guys can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. And like I said earlier, check out the videos I did with Brie Galakovic of the Gilded Bellini all on my profile. 
And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. So many shows. Mondays, we're doing our first Crunch Time after show at 6 p.m. Z Nation is at 7. Tuesdays, Star Wars Rebels is at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Arrow comes back next week. We are recording at 10 p.m. Pacific. And then Thursdays, hey, you got us. Yes. That is why we're here. you got to tweet out your schedule. Oh. Our airing schedule, obviously. <laughs> I, I think I do. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. Good night, fans. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.